Welcome back to the third part of our conversation about the 2019 film Yesterday. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you pick the absolute weirdest episode to start with. Check out the warm-up episodes or maybe the Fast and Ferocious special if you want to get to know us better. For everyone else, as always, we use profanity and spoilers in our discussions. So if you're not into either of those things, tap stop before the music ends. Make sure to like, subscribe, and check us out on Instagram or SoundCloud. A few clicks really does help more people find us. Or better yet, just tell a friend. For a refresher, on this episode we have Pat, Malik, Evan, Ian, and Isaac. That's me. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. up the next day at the train station he thinks he's gonna miss her but she's there eating some chips or whatever there's kind of a fun character development thing happening where rocky uh-huh. has turned into an effective personal assistant yeah, yeah. Where he knows like, what you time have to it get is. on this call yeah you have he knows two what minutes. time it is he's keeping track of shit and i'm pretty sure that in the background deborah has been like attacking him like a screeching uh-huh. banshee yeah. at every moment For to real, keep him yeah. on his toes and she's like i'm just ellie with the frizzy hair again like fuck off you played cinderella but like she's definitely in the friends category <laughs> But also, I feel like she before that, she felt like she was okay sabotaging his life with all the bad advice that I keep bringing up. Like, she's not delusional. I don't know if they both have student debt because, like, Britain's educational system works differently. But that would be a big theme in my life if I was trying to pay off, you know, teaching degree. So anyways, they have their conversation, but the pace is kind of pushed because he needs to get on the plane to go back to, to Britain, right? She's trying to explain to him that they have completely different lives and completely different worlds now. And that is very frequent illustrated to him as he's interrupted with a ticking clock the whole time. Yeah. And then Rocky leans in and steals most of her chips as she's talking. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he asks if we have some and she's like, whatever. And then not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like is the most real part of that scene. Where the director is just masterfully like, I need something to break the tension. Rocky, and now the, be mooch, a and now the mooch needs to go mooch. Right. Yeah. So he heads back to L.A., but he's depressed because his best friend from his life is now like on the margins. But at this point, he has this marketing meeting with this big room of people and everyone's clapping after this main this central guy. This one of my favorites. <laughs> and they're like, OK, so you had some ideas for album names. You had the White Album. Diversity problems. Diversity problems. No, what was the first? The first. Oh, they made fun Sergeant of Sergeant Pepper's Pepper Lonely Hearts Complaint. It's just too many words. I so love all their backup of the what the album covers <laughs> right? would be. They had Abbey Road, and there's just two dumpsters in like the road. <laughs> I love how he literally, I know he's using the music from the Beatles, but you don't have to literally name your stuff exactly what the Beatles name there is. Because he starts singing one of their songs and it starts off with like, she was just 17, if you know what I mean. It's like, maybe let's update that. Yeah, Yeah. let's let's not do that one. Yeah. Uh It's it's like, ah. But yeah, eventually they convince him that his album should be called Jack well, Malik. No, they one tell him only. Well, they, they tell him. Yeah, right? they don't do any convincing. They tell him this is what they named it. Right. And then everyone in the room is like clapping and like, woo, whatever. One man only. And then at the back of the cover is just like everything written and recorded only by. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, this is my one crisis in this. And then they were like, we're going to do this media blitz and you're going to do on late nights and go on Thursday night live. 
Live because apparently Saturday Night Live is not a thing in this timeline. Which I thought was hilarious. One of the many things wrong with it. Kate McKinnon was the one who said that. And in Crisis again, he's back in the booth. But Ed Sheeran's there and was like, okay, hey, Jude, I think it's a good idea for the song. But let's let's change that a little bit. Like, what if it's Hey, Dude? And he feels bad about this because he's like betraying conscious about like bringing the Beatles music back. <laughs> like, it, Yeah. If I'm going to steal it, I need to steal it I'd in steal its entirety. Yeah. He's really, yeah. he's really weird about the fidelity of it. Yes. Which I think is why he does the album names too. He's like, no, it must be precise. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm just like, dude, you don't have to. Absolutely. You are already taken in every, you don't need to have the exact same mm-hmm. titles. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you changed them up a little bit, you wouldn't feel so weird about it. And yeah. Maybe for like real. you did some bit of creativeness to what you're doing. And yeah, divorce from the context, that wouldn't even made sense as a joke though. The Lonely Hearts Club band was like kind of tongue in cheek because they were trying new things. I mean, they're high I'm not a Beatles those, guy, but you know. The Beatles were high a lot during the last couple albums, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. They released like all of their albums in seven years. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty it's incredibly fast. compressed. Very efficient. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. John and Paul just sat down and just started cranking out stuff like it was That nothing. is the lore. <laughs> Bonkers how yeah. much they produced in a short amount of time. They were also in a band before that. Like they played in Germany for a while before that. Their music yeah. evolved, obviously. And they also had a bunch of creative people surrounding them. George Martin is like a god for music mixing. Like <laughs> I use a plugin based on the tech setup that he had in the booth. Some of the instruments that I use in the intros are actually recorded in Abbey Road 1. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, so like there's a lot that went into this thing before they anyway, they, they just got to show up and make music, which I wish that was my life. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyways, he's feeling weird about this. And then Ellie calls and gives him two bits of news. One, the Pier Hotel which is, is a, opening up. Which is a place that closed rather than have him play. <laughs> well, that's the narrative. The hotel was closed down and they just didn't tell him that his gig was canceled. Yeah. So he showed up. At, which at some crabby old lady was like, I'd take that as a hint if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, not really, because it's been closed for three weeks or something like that. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. they just are being dicks and tell you about it. Yeah. There's a flashback eventually. That's like, you need to keep making your music. If you go back to teaching the kids will suck the creativity out of you. Yeah. Wasn't the thing she said, it, if you give them everything that they need, you won't have anything left for yourself, is the mm-hmm. gist. I thought she, yeah, which kind of makes it sound like she's like, if you give your genius, because she's sort of talking about genius, Yeah. if you give your genius to these kids, you won't. Mm-hmm. Basically saying... What we all know, kids are leeches. Yeah, yeah pretty much. The they will take suck. every ounce of everything you have <laughs> yeah. to give them. That kids <laughs> suck, and there you go. I'm like, damn, but, like, but aren't sort you Sort of like some, some side shade on teachers though I but think, she's a teacher That's I yeah. think maybe yeah, she's she knows. speaking yeah, from experience yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the other bit of news is that she is dating someone, or at least that's what she says. Wink, wink. Not, not, <laughs> according to the plot of the movie, she's it's dating someone. Gavin. It's Gavin, Gavin, the guy from the recording studio. Who, On the track. They make a very cute couple. seems like a nice they guy. They do make a cute couple, yeah. and he's a cool dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And was instrumental in him finding Ed Sheeran and having a career. So, like... Mm-hmm. They both like this guy, <laughs> which makes it even worse because like, yeah, no, I felt you don't have the dignity for, of hating. <laughs> I felt awful for Gavin the whole time because I was yeah. like, he's going to get shafted in this whole situation for no reason. Yep. Right after this, like they keep knocking on the door while he's having this conversation and his tensions keep growing and growing and growing. And then 
he explodes on them and it's like why can't you just leave me alone so i can like, process my feelings and like like i can't, I can't be even creative, be creative you're constantly you know? on me and you know, shit right. like that which is there's a great moment there of you know while people are like all right fuck you we'll just fuck off yeah and but like, deborah's like just treat all the people you work with like shit in your shoe <laughs> that's great like but it's like deborah that's how you work yeah that's like, <laughs> you're just projecting right now <laughs> deborah it works beautifully it's your for whole you character Right. So anyway, the reason she's bugging them is they have to pick where they want to do the first live performance from the new album that's going to be junior defining or whatever. So he's like, oh, my God, the thing that my friend just mentioned and hopeful girlfriend, this hotel. Like the, it's going to be a pier. kind of per, a personal triumph for him. He gets to play that hotel finally mm-hmm. and it lets him do his debut in his hometown. And right. Yeah. Show the people back home that he means something and all that just at this hotel. His parents show up to say, hi, congrats. How are you doing? Are you going to eat that sandwich? You yeah. know, the thing we, we talked talk about, about that. Right, yeah. I was mad about that. And then Ellie comes up to say hi, but Deborah's there trying to give him a pep talk. She kisses him on the head and he's like, what the fuck? And at that point, Ellie opens the door. But she sees that and is like, oh, like, oh, shit. okay, uh, whatever. And then Ellie comes in and was like, hi, I'm Ellie. And Deborah's like, oh, the Ellie. And it was just like, kidding. just kidding. I've never heard of you because I only see him as a product. He is nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Again, ouch, but okay. Oh, unless you're that previous manager, in which case you fucked <laughs> that up. That must have sucked for you. And then Ellie is like, I heard your songs. They're incredible. What happened to you? Like, oh, why like, are you a completely hell? different person after that accident? <laughs> and then Gavin shows up to make the whole scene even more awkward. Raises and he's stakes. just like full fanboy. Oh my fan God, boy. I fucking love you. Jack, yeah. Jack, Jack. <laughs> just keeps saying Jack over and over again. I don't know what to say. It sounds like you do. Mm-hmm. He shifts to a press screening and the press is shouting, questions and like what's your inspiration and they start yelling questions to him somewhere in the back of the room somebody's like who's your favorite john paul <laughs> yeah george or ringo right and, and he's like oh shit and then like, the russian like, guys there and it was like why didn't you record abbey road like they did and they're like waving a yellow submarine uh, like the jig is up and you just see jack's brain like, like short out <laughs> <laughs> well, he we skipped over. He had a nightmare uh-huh. earlier that yeah. like he went on with James Corden, and, right? And yeah. like at that show, oh, here's two men here that claimed that you're stealing their songs that they wrote. A young man named was it John Lennon and Paul McCartney? Something like, like that. To come out. Maybe yeah. Ringo. I don't know. Anyway, two people. Oh, Ringo. Out. Yeah, he said Paul and Ringo. <laughs> so, anyways, he's like, ah, shit, because like it's a big fear. Yeah. he's gonna get found out as an imposter. And, like, oh, I guess whatever. he wouldn't have assumed John Lennon would be alive. Right. Yeah. Uh, Deborah ushers him off the stage really quick. Quickly because people are asking hard questions and it's obviously upsetting him. So she's being the good agent and you yeah, know, push wrap this out. shit up. We have got a show to do. So as he's getting ready for his big concert on the pier, Rocky is giving him heart to heart and he's like, you're awesome. And I love you. He's like, I've, I've thought about why do I exist? Why is a worthless creature mm-hmm. like me on this earth? And now I know that I was here to, to help you, to help you mm-hmm. the greatest songwriter in the world. He's like, thanks, Rocky. I appreciate you. And then he opens the wrong door. It's like to the stairwell. They have to go to the other side of the building. And he comes out and sings help one of the the Beatles songs but he's doing it like oh. a cry for help it is yeah. painful it's, yeah. it's way too on the <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like uh, screaming instead of singing parts of it he sees Ellie and Gavin somehow in the sea of all, like yes. hundreds of people this is what threw me off here it was like Gavin goes in for a kiss and Ellie like turns it so it's just the cheek that he mm-hmm. catches it's like mm. yeah <laughs> so it's like is she doing this just to make him jealous 
the concert goes on. He does the rest of his set. And then maybe he's hallucinating that Ellie stops by after the concert and kisses him on the cheek. I like, couldn't tell if that was real or not. Yeah, because she was like hushed him. There is no sound in that scene yeah. until somebody knocked on the other door and he turned rocking, away yeah. and she disappeared. Right. Yeah. yeah so like I was like thinking that's some mother sucking mixed messages. <laughs> yeah. she's sending. Well, that was like a really weird moment that I don't know how it was supposed to be framed. Because he just ended singing help and maybe yeah. she wanted to help him. But I don't know how, but like, I don't, yeah, yeah I, anyway. Yeah. So at that point, the crazy Liverpool lady and the Russian guy show up. Rocky brings them backstage and is like, they've been waiting for you for two hours. Do you want me to tell them to fuck off? And he's like, no, show them. Because he's, he's holding the yellow submarine. He like takes it and is like, no, right, let yeah. them in. And yeah. he's like fully prepared for them to call him out and so like arrest right. him or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is why we know this is fictional because in real life, they would not just let two crazy looking people come in and talk to the, the talent because that person probably going to come in here and yeah, kill them. And then I've done that. That was back in day before they <laughs> no, i just wander into shows <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. i've hung out with the bare naked ladies <laughs> i go dr- i go drinking with the proto men every time i see them <laughs> awesome i don't have any credentials you just gotta just have the biggest dick in the room pretty i guess much. Yeah. you just walk to where you want to go and nobody stops you mm-hmm. if you look like you know what you're doing yeah so anyway these two people are there and they've been creepy the whole movie and jack's been like yeah with them but at this point they're like we just wanted to thank you like because we can't sing and it's really yeah. nice like they're the only the people other people who remember the beatles and they miss it mm-hmm. and they can't make music so they're right. just so, so they're glad just like, someone brought this music back to the and world there's this kind of poignant thing about like a world without the beatles is a sad world to live in mm-hmm. and they start, sweet. they start giving him shit it was like where did hey dude come from <laughs> you get like the verses like that was ed sheeran yeah that's okay. that, that's <laughs> fucking ed sheeran they give him crap about eleanor rigby because he never got it right <laughs> yeah it's this like weirdly touching scene where these two people are just so happy well, it's weird that they didn't want to maintain contact because they probably remember lyrics he doesn't they can help I'm ex- fix this i'm assuming the exchange numbers or something rocky got because they also gave him the note right yeah, yeah. and they, well, the address i guess uh-huh. They did a bunch of digging and I love that they he gave drives him the address the blind. Yeah. yeah. They didn't tell him where, who was there or what's there. I'm assuming that there was a longer conversation and it's a metaphor for what they actually said. But anyway, that, that's just my. But he wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. He goes there, opens the door and uh, Yoko Ono's husband. I forget his name. He's there. Um, <laughs> Le- Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. John Lennon is there and they met and he's like, who the fuck are you? Or kind of like, who, who is this strange man? But, but um, he's a polite British man. So he yeah, offers tea. Absolutely. They have yeah. just like the most lovely afternoon together. Yeah. It seems like. Mm-hmm. And he's like giving Jack a pep talk and tell the truth to everyone. Tell the girl you love that you love her. Yeah. It's so like, like, you, you want to have a happy life. Combined. You find the one you love and you love her and tell the truth as right, often yeah. as you can. Which is like John Lennon's whole vibe. Right. Yeah. And then Jack is like, <laughs> It's so good to see you. Can I give you a hug? (laughs) He's like, what? I guess. Yeah, yeah, you really psychiatric. You were a very troubled man. It's like you need help. He's like, no, not anymore. I don't. Yeah, they flash and Ed's phone goes off. He's playing his own song, (laughs) and he's Jack's like, I need to ask a favor, a big weird, a big weird favor. Can I play at one of your concerts, like in Wembley? You know where usually tennis happens. That's that's Wimbledon, actually. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, Wembley is is where uh, football takes place. I've been messing the. Yeah, time. a little yeah. bit. Where happens? Okay, so anyways, and Ed was playing it as the rest of the world rolls their eyes. Um, <laughs> you can edit that out. Yeah, I could. No, I'm leave it. In. it. <laughs> F it. We'll do it live. The people must know you're fallible. Um, 
So at this point, Jack is basically asking Ed to open for him, right? Because yeah. before Jack was the opening act and now Ed Sheeran is the opening act for Jack Malik. But it's like a surprise to the people at the concert. He's just right, going to step yeah, like aside and let Jack play uh-huh, right. in the middle of it. It was like my friend that uh, I need to ride yeah. your coattails. Um, <laughs> well, he discovered that kid. Okay, Right, exactly. <laughs> he takes credit. Rocky ushers Ellie, who's also there behind the stage, and he tells her to look into the camera. Um, at this point, Elliot should have been like, why am I looking into a camera? Right? Should have it's like he plays, he plays his songs and then mm-hmm. puts the camera up and it's like the greatest saying, hits. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He's got something to say to everybody on the, like on the way in, he was saying that like Deborah intercepted him on the way in. He's trying to explain that he's there to just spice up the set by playing some songs himself. And then right. he's got something to say. And, and she, Deborah's all for it because she, it's publicity, well, right? She also drops a, well, keep it short because I haven't said anything worth hearing so far. And I don't think that's likely to have <laughs> changed right <laughs> yeah so he does his set and the camera pops on and is directly at ellie's face this is really a testament to this actress because no one looks good on a jumbotron like no one on earth <laughs> with a hair and makeup team though and later yeah, on she's like good. oh i would have done my hair if i would have known it's like biatch really and and like, I, this is just a small aside thing but like to me Putting my face up in front of all those people while you're People'd explaining like, ah! while you're explaining <laughs> shit about our personal lives without um, warning me—that's a deal breaker. Relationships that's off. Exactly. We're, the We're the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You guys have a common ground or something. Uh huh. Yeah. You were like never. I was like, yeah, I have no. to sleep sometime. You'd kill me. I no, thank you. <laughs> he confesses to the world. Fucking stupid. There are four men that wrote these songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at this point, spewing crazy talk because these men don't exist. Stupid. Well, Um, they do, though. Do do (laughs) they? At least John Lennon does. So he tells Rocky to release all the tracks on the internet because he's not going to take money for these songs that he did not think up himself. Mm -hmm. Right? He thought of them. And at this point, he confesses his love to Ellie. Deborah is lunging out of the seats near his parents like, to, oh di- my God. to mad dash for the stage. Uh, we'll get back into this, but this makes no sense. But anyways, he's like, hashtag get fuck Gavin. And then she runs off, <laughs> off camera because he just confessed to this girl. Yeah. Finally, please, let's do this thing. I'm going to change my life to be with you. But here's the thing. He still owns the rights to the songs, though. He released them first. Therefore, he still controls the copyright. Yeah. That's right? how American copyright works. But how does it work in the Okay. Same thing. Plus, they had international distribution rights, so it would have been the same thing. Or is it another dimension? Doesn't matter, right? I mean, it doesn't matter that he's <laughs> what if crazy. Copyright doesn't exist. In that? I know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Deborah wouldn't be rich, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm assuming they made him sign something binding too that he yeah. would do concerts or something. I feel like just that's to get not the far. kind of organization that mm-hmm. just plays with that shit. So he still owns the rights to these songs because he can't prove that these other people exist. Therefore, he can't be you know liable for them. He can give them out for free if he wants to (laughs) but like he still owns them like nothing has changed Okay, back into this. 
just because he decided to dispute this crazy talk on the world doesn't mean he still doesn't own the songs. B.O.B. yelling that the world's flat didn't mean he didn't own his songs still, right? <laughs> oh, I totally forgot Maybe about B.O.B. Right? Yeah, everyone did because he said the world was flat. <laughs> it got weird. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So anyways, Deborah runs at the stage. Jack and Ellie meet behind the stage and she's like, you didn't write any of these songs, even though he told her multiple times in the first act of the movie, but whatever, that's not important right now. And Gavin shows up and he's weirdly cool about this whole situation. Yeah, he's like, I knew I was second best. It's yeah, it's like, ah, and everyone is so chill in this movie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an American movie. It's like, I would punch you in the throat and then be okay with you. Yeah, because he's like, not everyone has a hit. Second best isn't that bad. I'm like, okay. Like some absolute classics. Right? Yeah. Never made it to the top of the charts. It's mm-hmm. really weirdly. It's like, we get it. You're in music recording. Jesus yeah, Christ, right? Kevin. <laughs> Your relationship is falling apart, man. <laughs> yeah. The thing that you guys picked up on earlier is in the background is Ellie's roommate, Lucy. And in the epilogue, which is going to come up in a second, Gavin and Lucy are a couple, like they're together. Yeah. And I'm like, did Ellie set this whole thing up? Like, was it just to mess with him? Like, I I, I don't know. Anyway, alternate timelines, whatever. But yeah, Gavin's like, I don't mind all of this as long as Ellie is happy. That's what I hope for. That guy too nice. Yeah, (laughs) for real. So at this point, the crowds are coming. Deborah's coming for them. Rocky blocks and apparently gives up his life. Yeah, it's so like they start running and then Rocky's like, no, take me with you. And it's like, I just need you to hold them off. So, mm-hmm. he, you know, shuts the doors behind them and then gets in front of them and wraps his hands around the bars. Uh-huh. And Deborah impacts him. Like, <laughs> does while, this like while rage they're running, scream? Right, while they're running out the door, she's like, in, in the name of money, stop. She's like, she's like, blood for the blood god. And then she fucking rips his fucking stomach open. Yep. Yeah, it's terrible. It's real John Carpenter there. Yeah, it's bad. So they leave together and there's montage of Jack and L getting back to the place as an Ed Sheeran song plays. Yeah. And then they fuck. Yes. <laughs> Romantically, don't get me wrong. They don't actually show. And then it, you know, it it montages through. He goes back to teaching, right? Which is like what? (laughs) That's the epilogue. And at the very end, he's like, "I feel like Harry Potter after he defeated Voldemort." And she's like, "Say what now?" (laughs) That is the second place my wife said, "Fuck that." (laughs) So yeah, Jack in the epilogue. Jack is a teacher again, and he's singing Abadi Abadai or whatever. Yeah. Sounds more like the Eiffel 65 song, but whatever when I do it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they, they get married. He's singing for the kids. Gavin is with Lucy. The stalkers apparently started dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Russian and the... They're, they're yeah. dancing around in fucking Sergeant Pepper, Sergeant Pepper marching uniforms. Yeah. I want to think that they went through Jack's catalog and were like, you missed a couple, but they had the Absolutely. foresight to take credit for it. Uh, so yeah, the, the two main characters have two kids and they seem really happy and Rocky's there in For the background because he's happy too. <laughs> and then the credits roll and then they have an actual Beatles song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then they play this weird modified version of Hey Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like this movie again for the reasons I said before and it not so hardcore going into the lore thing that it distracted from the character development and you're getting to see these characters and experience the emotions with them. I feel like this is a way better movie than a lot of the other like band biopics they were coming out at the time. Yes. Because like, I mean, I had nothing against like the Queen movie or the Elvis movie that came out, but this felt more real because there were real people in it and not just celebrities. Not that celebrities aren't real people. I was actually going to say 
say you know, I'd I put this. I would put this thematically against Gully Boy. Yeah, it is a romantic comedy with the music in the background. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But they don't have my girl in it though. <laughs> they don't have your girl in it. No, she was heinous. <laughs> oh man, if she was in this movie. Aaliyah Bats in a bunch of stuff, man. You can just uh, oh. Google. I'm just saying, if her character in Gully Boy was in this movie, things would be a lot <laughs> different. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess that's another thing we never mentioned. Hamish Patel is an Indian guy, so like it's interesting that they never make a deal about him being Asian at any point. His parents don't have weird accents or anything; British. they just sound British. Yeah. In America, everyone would have been like, "Look at the thing we." Do. Oh, dance, dance, whatever. But like, this is just, it's part of the plot. And yeah, they're just British. I forgot about it, honestly. <laughs> like, it's really good about that. It's gone. And the, it's like the world forgot about racism, too. <laughs> like, as long as you embrace their boring ass culture, the yeah. English will accept you. <laughs> what do you guys feel about this? I like it. I had a good time watching it. There was uh-huh. actually, so I was late to recording today because I chose to watch this right before I left. It's about half an hour longer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I was getting up to try to leave right as the yellow submarine was flashing at the back of that press junket. And I like uh, sat back down okay. and I was like, fuck, because <laughs> somebody else knowing and That's confronting an him with thing, it yeah. was the thing I was waiting for the whole movie. So mm-hmm. I, I had to just sit back down and be late. I loved it. I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. I've already watched it a couple of times. I just find it like sweet and charming in a way a lot of movies aren't without being too cloying. It doesn't turn into sociopaths screeching at each other the way a rom-com normally does. Yeah. And it yeah. also doesn't follow too much of the weird movie cult or like music culture scene like yeah, the yeah. band movies. Would. And for a rom-com, they don't have that stupid misunderstanding where it's like, I mean, kind of, I mean, well, but it's that, not like the one, the one event real. that it wasn't the somebody, all is lost moment of, yeah. Like, yeah. If somebody yeah. would listen for two seconds and it would be resolved. But so yeah. I think there is also a nuance between what is a rom-com and what is a love story. Mm. Mm. And so mm. I think that this, the romance part isn't the comedy part. I think it is a comedy drama with a love story. Yeah. That's and fair. that's why, cause I generally am not a huge fan of rom-coms. Like I'll watch because them, but everyone in them is sociopaths. Yeah, like people <laughs> act terribly and make stupid decisions and all get the time. For it. But with a love story like this, it just feels much more like how people would actually act mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, and I buy it that these two are going to stick together, not just because yeah. of the epilogue, but like they, they seem, seem like, like they would be together. Yeah. yeah, they seem like they actually were friends, and they like each other. They're yeah. not obsessed with each other. They're not like crazy horny for each other. Right. They genuinely like each other. They have a good banter going right mm-hmm. that's something that's mm-hmm. lacking in a lot of rom-coms and i feel like the average ones i see now it's just like I mean, oh that relationship's gonna last like a month like couple, <laughs> yeah. not even just rom-coms just couples in fiction have yeah. That, like yeah they weirdly don't interact well maybe mm-hmm, may i suggest again reading some rainbow rowell she does a great job with relationships <laughs> or bell hooks for that matter <laughs> if you'd like fiction rainbow rowell <laughs> bell hooks doesn't do doesn't do fiction she doesn't highly recommend her too though well, good i'll give this movie at three because it was enjoyable and everything but i felt like the background stuff of the whole like as you mentioned earlier the whole blackout thing didn't really have any oh no that's absolutely going to be what sticks with me the longest but that's (laughs) that's like my obsession in fiction and pop culture stuff is the friend of mine used to call it the unfinished tapestry yeah it's like where the gaps Uh, are that you can fill in with whatever the fuck i mean that's the fun of it right 
But it was kind of like, it was, he could just, they didn't need that. He just needed to get hit by the car or why all these other pop things just disappeared. They could have thrown a bunch of other things in too. Like if they really wanted to explain things, it wouldn't be that hard. Like maybe Rocky is some quasi, you know, deity or like demigod. That's like, I need to get my two friends together. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to no, erase the R- Beatles. Rocky, <laughs> Rocky made more. Rocky was actually one character that made sense. He was just a guy who was like, hey, shit happens, man. Mm-hmm. He's went for the flow. Right. Or at the end, maybe he sang that big thing and then confessed that the Beatles were a real thing on stage. Maybe that jogged everyone's memory. And the next scene is the him getting the shit suit out of him. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could do the Owl Creek thing where the last scene is him waking up for a second in front of the bus and smiling and then dying. You're so brutal. (laughs) Right? There's options. (laughs) That's so awful. (laughs) I'm sorry. Ooh, hang on, hang on. I can ruin this. Do no. you mean pulling a Donnie Darko? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't Absolutely not. Remember that movie. I've blocked it out. That's for the best. <laughs> or you could do it where he wakes Sorry, up. He was so proud of himself. I had to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like occurrence to Owl Creek Bridge is a deep cut to like high school English class. I feel like everyone's read that for some reason. Because high school English teachers make you. Yep. Do they? Oh, yeah. the same reason everyone's read the most dangerous game where the cask of Amontillado or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Romeo and Juliet. That's yeah. crap like that. Boo. What if they really were gaslighting him? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be totally different. Right? I mean, Ooh. it'd be pretty great to get Ed Sheeran in on that. Right? Yeah, maybe the whole movie. Ed Sheeran's idea. <laughs> honestly, this is a great, this is a great advertisement for Ed Sheeran's acting ability. Yeah, really? I, honestly, he came out of this looking amazing. He kind of played like the stilted. I'm a celebrity thing yeah. pretty well, but like, he actually acted in this. Yeah. Like when he got defeated he on that stage, it. I felt that. <laughs> like maybe this whole thing is just like a whole make your wish thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then because he's actually he got hit by that bus and he's actually dying. He's having brain injury that's slowly killing him. Uh-huh. So they're like, oh, hey, we will do this. And like they we'll actually be the about it. Or Ringo Starr was the ringleader the yeah. whole time. <laughs> he was like, you know what? <laughs> God, what an awkward conversation. We need to cast a believable John Lennon in his 70s. Oh, yeah. The guy they cast actually isn't in the credits, but he was someone that Danny Boyle had worked with before. I forget this name. I don't really buy him as John Lennon. I don't either. His accent's wrong. Also, this long and he's still wearing the same glasses. The same. He's not going to choose a new frame ever. I, I don't I, know. My dad wears the same glasses from the 80s. <laughs> I think John Lennon... It's too visionary to stay with the these, same glasses. These forever. are the same glasses I've worn for 17 years, except they're blue now. They used to be black. Well, the, the John I like Lennon to think that we that knew, eventually you'll change the style. The John Lennon we knew wouldn't do that. But yeah. this John Lennon who this was John just like, was never a Beatle. Yeah. Yeah. Who was just out chilling, painting tapestries or whatever. Sitting on driftwood and shit. Yeah. They obviously got the rights to the music and they contacted the living Beatles and their families to sign off on it. And Yoko signed off on it too. She wrote like a lovely letter. Or yeah, but it's like, doesn't Yoko still owns all of John's stuff? She's the estate. She's a beneficiary. She doesn't own it, but she uh, gets, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But she, she's his. I don't uh, know. Music law is not yeah, my like, forte. She owns his likeness because that was his. I just swear to Jesus, I don't get yeah. sued for like a 10 second song. <laughs> so yeah. what make for this? Malik, what'd you think of it? Probably like, like two and a half. Wow. Uh, the, yeah, the main character was kind of insufferable <laughs> and just not your type a lot of the characters they always had like some kind of conflict going on they're british man and it was <laughs> it, it made the movie really confusing i don't know a lot of the beatles songs so they didn't oh, catch yeah. me with the soundtrack oh i mean i don't know a lot of them and either and 
it was just this is a weird movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say hate, but like Deborah, I I didn't like it, and I didn't like it so much. Not I'm not interested not, in yeah. watching it again to figure out why I didn't like it. It's interesting <laughs> because I feel like that's the same answer I get for people that haven't seen a lot of other franchise movies. But like the yeah. Beatles are their own franchise, right? Like, yeah. If you drop someone into the Avengers, it just seems like hell. Or like I hear shit talk about Lord of the Rings all the time because they're like long, boring, and hateable. You know? Yeah, the movie was that. neat. But it's, but it's we're a, invested. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing as watching. I don't even want to reference that. It's just watching a main character make stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. No, Them I get that. Just yeah. sitting there and blowing yeah, and up in his face, and then he's like, "Damn." Mm-hmm. No, well, and I guess I'll just turn everything around and see how it works out. Yeah, you were on the same page with a good number of critics, so yeah, I, def- I definitely get that. Like it was an okay movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not gonna say it wasn't a good movie. It's mm-hmm. just two and a half for me. It was a good movie. I just I yeah. will never watch it again. <laughs> No, that's fair. The dude has my name and I still don't want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So if you created an album, would you call it Malik's hits or? Fuck no. I call it shit. Just shit. shit. So it wouldn't be the white album? Nah, it'd probably Ah. probably be the purple album. (laughs) Purple? Yeah, I like purple. Purple solid. I think mine would be Patrick Road. No, yours would be Chocolate Sidewalk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pat. (laughs) Yeah, boy. You know, like a chocolate version of the Hall of Fame with your hands stuck in the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm willing to call it there. <laughs> you have your own museum. It just looks like a zombie chocolate. attacked someone. Oh, terrible. all over the wall. Yep. I'm willing to call it there. So join us next time <laughs> okay. as we explore another change of perception. Or what are we? What are we? Indeed, up to next time? this Something one. Else. The next one's going to be the closest to a G-rated film we've ever done. So, oh, uh, wow. good luck for that. Yeah. Just, we'll make up for the we, swearing in the review. We yeah. just need to finally do Jim Cotta, and that's all we need to do. We really don't need to <laughs> I, do that. Is that what you want? Jim Cotta is what we're going to watch. Is that, just, is that what you want? Yep. Really okay. don't need to do that. Jim Cotta. <laughs> well, anyway, wait, wait. you rather do Jim Cotta or the Wailing? We're not doing the whaling we're not doing the whaling <laughs> it's not an either or it's it's malik's pick you can do yeah. what he wants anyway yeah, he really then we'll see you next time for a different episode that's not this bye. all right later guys peace out bye Reactor is recorded by a small team of nerds in the Midwestern United States. All voices, music, and mixing are put together by us. All rights reserved. And I'm still not composing anything that sounds like the Beatles, just in case. If you have any comments, questions, or you want to tell us about a time you tried to hug someone that looked suspiciously like John Lennon, contact the show on social media or our website, bsreactor.com. And thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Ooh, baby, baby, baby.